Good morning. I'm Karen Adebani, and uh, I just love that song. Thank you so much, Rich Colbert. He, I don't know where he gets this stuff, but he's the champion. All right. This morning, I have on the air with me as soon as I get her on is Rose Bell. Rose Bell, are you there? Speak up. I am. Hey, there she is. All right. So, Rose Bell works for the Community Foundation of Mendocino County. Um, But, as I've been talking about, Rose Bell and I go back to when she was, gosh, a teenager? Maybe? Just out of. Really? Oh, God, she just made me feel so old. Anyway, so I've known Rose Bell for a long time. We've been uh, friends in and out of the theater when she was involved in the theater. And now she's doing a great job at working with the Community Foundation. And the reason I got her on today is because one of the things that's come up is philanthropic giving or just giving. You know, when you say philanthropic, I feel like people think you have to be a millionaire. You have to have thousands of dollars to give. And you don't. Um, as some people may know, having heard me on the air for years, is I've been involved with nonprofits since 1994 when I got involved with the Billy Foundation, which was in the middle of the AIDS epidemic. And I kind of feel like we're in the middle of that epidemic again. It kind of brings up memories. And then I was here at the station on their board of directors, and now I'm involved with senior housing in Anderson Valley. So it's a big part of my life is, you know, not so much being able to give money when I couldn't. When I couldn't, I did. I came in and worked. I, you know took dump runs for the guys that had housing in Ukiah. I had a pickup. Nobody did. So I, you know, I used my pickup. I used what I had to help our community. And now that I've gotten older and more established, I can, you know, donate money where I can. I can't give millions. I can't give thousands. But I can, you know, I can give where I can. I can give 100 here, 100 there, 50 there. Um, and being the treasurer of the nonprofit in Anderson Valley, um, I... I see the donations that come in. I'm the one that keeps track of the money and all of that. And, of course, we have people that give $1,000 that can. We have people that can give $500. But we also have people in this community that send us $5 a year. And I have to tell you, um, that's just as important to me and just as significant as the big donors. And the reason I, the reason I say that is because I also do the maintenance around the, the, the apartments and the, the rentals. So... Actually, when I go to the Rossi's Hardware to pick up a piece of plumbing part that I need to replace in something, I realize that that $5 just bought that part. So I think any amount is important. You give what you can. You do what you can. And Rose has been part of this uh, big organization that sees Community Foundation is overarching for the whole county, but they're in contact with, I bet, almost all of the nonprofits in our county. So I invited her to come today to talk to us about, it's a crazy time, folks. We're in COVID. You can't go, you can't, you know, go volunteer at your food bank as easily as you used to do. So what do we do in a time like this when we still need to take care of each other? And that's one of the reasons... I feel so strongly about loving Mendocino County and being here is that we do take care of each other. We may be renegades, we may be in the hills, we may be recluses, but we come out when it's necessary to take care of our own. So, that's my introduction. Rose, Rose Bell, welcome to the air. Thank you so much for having me. Um, yeah, I think you really hit that on the head with um, 
philanthropy brings to mind large dollar amount donations, but really every donation makes a difference, um, whether it's that $5 part that just purchased the plumbing piece that you need for someone's bathroom to work again, or whether it's a large dollar amount that's able to make a big grant to, to do a bigger program. Every single one of those contributes and that um, it goes beyond just money. It's that time, treasure, and talent. There are many ways that we can give back to the organizations that support our community countywide. Yeah, so break that down. Time, like me, so time. Like so you can volunteer your time. Um, you know, since the pandemic, uh, it's been really challenging for local nonprofits because so many of them rely on a volunteer base that is primarily seniors. Um, you know, retirees, people that want to give back, um, are often the ones that are able to volunteer. But with uh, the pandemic, it's harder for them to do that or uh, impossible because of their exposure. And so a lot of nonprofits who have relied on senior volunteers are now kind of struggling to be able to fill those positions that need to, you know, to, to do the work that happens in our community. And I had reached out um, back in October uh, to um, Dr. Andy Corrin to ask him, the public health officer, to ask whether or not people are allowed to volunteer. Is that a restricted um, activity or not? And he said, no, This that's it is still important. With protocols in place through the nonprofits, it's still important for people to volunteer because all of these safety net organizations that are serving the people in need need help to do that. So that's time. Um, talent, um, if you have a skill set such as volunteering on a board um, or if you have a special skill set with technology or you have a special access like Ko's truck where she can do dump runs for people that don't have a truck and they need to do dump runs if you have some form of, of talent or um, or thing that you can help um, then that's a great way to give back um, so many of our nonprofits here in Mendocino County were started in the 70s and a lot of them have had, some of the same leadership since those very early days and those folks are having to cycle out. And so there's kind of an influx, I think, in these past few years of change that has happened out of necessity, um, bringing in kind of new folks to fill the roles of these, of these boards. And so I think it is important for people to consider talent um, and their ability to help govern an organization, you know, not just through the pandemic, but beyond in the years it's going to take to recover from this. And of course, the last one is treasure, which is whether that's $5 or $5,000, whatever that is for you, finding a way to make an impact with an organization that does work you believe in. Yeah, that that's that's, that's a good three. I like the three T's. Um, the the uh, talent, um, I think that's, okay, so I'm on this nonprofit board, the Anderson Valley Elder Home. I've been the treasurer for 14 years, as I was saying. Um, I've been around a long time on it. Um, and I and I see one of the talents that I know, and I'm going to say this just because I'm, I will bet there are a lot of other nonprofits, because it tends to be that your nonprofit boards are older because they, they're, they're the people, the seniors are the ones who have the time. They don't have to work two jobs to pay for rent and take care of the kids, all right? So we seniors and some of us that are better placed have more time to volunteer. One of the things that I know I'm having a challenge with on my board is technology. We want to have a great website. We, you can't believe how many different people we've had to try to deal with to get our website up and running, the donation button working, and oh my God, let's not even talk about our Facebook site. 
All right. So this is this is where I'm putting it out, folks. If you're sitting at home, because we're all sitting at home, and you are know how to do these things, that's that's I feel a great way. Call up your local one of your local nonprofits and say, Hey, do you need help with your website? Do you need help with, you know, maybe just doing a Zoom training? Oh, we now have Zoom board meetings. Oh my gosh, let's not talk about that. Um, let alone we're trying to do get out of AT and T and go to Google to have Google Docs. I'm just I'm lamenting here because I know what I'm going through, and usually what I'm going through is similar to what other nonprofits are going through. Rose. Is that yeah, are, are you seeing true. that? I mean, especially right now, everyone is being fast forwarded about ten years in their technological comfort zone um, because of the pandemic, and we're all working remotely. And now everyone you know knows what Zoom is. It's become an active <laughs> verb of part of our day, and so I think that there are people that have those skill sets that have been working in that arena that know how to do websites, that know how to do you know helping with graphic design, whatever that is. And it, maybe they don't have the time to volunteer on a daily, weekly, monthly basis. But if they have a skill set they could even offer up for a project, um, I know that that would take a lot of pressure off of nonprofits, especially if they have to pay for those services otherwise. Yeah, that's the other thing. And we're all running on uh, fumes, most nonprofits. But like you said, it's interesting. Most nonprofits in the county did start in the 70s and the 80s. Uh, I'll also say that most of the nonprofits I know started with a handful of community members who just got a crazy idea like getting housing in Anderson Valley for seniors. Oh my God, what a concept. And here we go, you know, 20 years later, we've got four rentals and we're building more. Um, Yeah, and I know you have examples of that from all over the county. You see a more broad spectrum of these nonprofits than I do. And... We are aging out, folks. A lot of the nonprofits are aging out, but they're so key to our community and how we take care of each other. Um, so I know that you, you and Megan, who's the head uh, CEO, I don't know what you, her title She's the is. CEO of the Community Foundation, yeah. Megan Morande. Yeah, um, I know you were on the have been on the air recently, but maybe just give us a quick oversight of how broad the Community Foundation is. I know you started. Oh, God, 27 years ago, I was around when you started. I watched it happen. I've seen it grow. You know, I was like, wow, can this take off? And it has taken off. And you've got so many different funds. You've got, it's, you're kind of like a touchstone. If you want to give in the community, find where to give in the community, you know, you kind of, I send people to the foundation. So just give us a quick oversight of what, how broad you are now, the foundation is. Sure. Um, you know, this is our 27th year, and one of our founders, I'd interviewed our founders um, for our 25th anniversary, which was great. I mean, what a wonderful way to get to know your organization, but to go back and talk to the people that had this idea and made it happen. But one of them used this phrase, which was that the Community Foundation is a community treasure chest. And I always loved that visual, that it is a way for locals to give locally. Um, before the Community Foundation was here, um, other than giving directly to some of the nonprofits, people were giving to their alma mater or they were giving to large national or international organizations that may or may not have been making a direct impact within our county. And those um, that, that formed the Community Foundation really saw a need and a way that people could give locally and keep those dollars in Mendocino County. And one of the the 
primary features of the work we do is stewarding those dollars to support all of Mendocino County. We look at it as seven different regions. Before I worked there, I never thought of Mendocino County as seven regions, but uh, there uh, we look at it for Laytonville, Leggett is one region, Round Valley, um, uh, Willits, Ukiah Valley and its surrounding, Anderson Valley, South Coast and North Coast. So we look at all those seven regions and try to provide support equitably um, throughout the county and have have really strived to bridge the ridge because coastal folks can be very coastal, inland can be very inland, and trying to make sure that there is support that goes, you know, over the ridge to support both sides. So we do. We have um, quite a few funds um, that we do grant making in almost every area that you can think of. Um, and we provide grants to the nonprofits in our community countywide so that they can do the important services that are necessary. So we do the good work of, of holding those donations and getting them out where they're needed. We have a large network of um, regional advisors that know their specific region. They know the nonprofits, they know the needs, and they help advise us on what the needs are in the different regions so our grant making is effective. But we can't do the work that the nonprofits are doing. They're the ones that are out there feeding people or housing people or transporting people or supporting our seniors or mental health or building trails. So so our work is to support all of the nonprofits in our community. And I will say, I, I like to refer to my experience because then I can say what I, I know, in fact, uh, several years ago when we were building our first new senior housing unit in Anderson Valley, we uh, we, apply, we have applied, the Anderson Valley Elder Home has gotten several grants through the Community Foundation. We needed uh, money to do this ADA bathroom. It's the first ADA bathroom we built. We went into the foundation and they were great. The, the local people came in, they looked at our project, and we got enough to build this ADA bathroom, which was uh, very pricey. These things are pricey to do as people that are building. So that was a big grant we got. Down to Within the last six months, we actually, you guys, had a grant out for technical support or something. I can't remember what it was, Rose. But we actually got the fee, I think it's $150-some dollars, for our Zoom fee that you have to pay annually. We were paying by the month. And so they just said, they put out a request saying, hey, do you need help with these things? And so we got 150 bucks to pay for our Zoom fee, which, I mean, I, like I said, the $5 doesn't seem like a lot, but those $150 for these things, add up for these nonprofits. So thank you, thank you, the Community Foundation. So that's, that's. I just wanted to give an idea of the scope of what you guys do. You do down to small donations? You know. Yeah, we do. I, I think those Zoom grants have been, yeah. the, you know, kind of the smaller, and those are around $150. And that was just a great idea that came about through one of our partners, where all of these nonprofits had no intention of spending $150 this year on Zoom, and suddenly everyone had to. And so by um, getting some funding through one of our partners, Rebuild North Bay, we were able to then put out, I think we did 55 or 60 of those Zoom grants throughout the county for all these nonprofits that needed to pay for that. And then on the other end of the spectrum, I think some of our larger grants have been um, in community resiliency and disaster preparedness because we have um, led the, the long-term recovery team from the 2017 fires for the last three years and we established the Community Resiliency and Disaster Preparedness Fund to try and prepare before the next fires happen. Um, and some of those grants were in the like $20,000 range to help our 
nonprofit like family resource centers and health centers get generators or equipment or you know evacuation plans in place. So it is a spectrum um, of impact we make, but we are hoping that we are filling a need. Uh, that makes a difference to the work the nonprofits can do. Well, I will attest that you've been helping fill our needs over the many, many years, and we thank you so much for doing that. So when people are donating, like you said, um, I know there's food banks all over. There's there's places that we can all go online and donate. And I know I was gonna, I started to list all the food banks in the county, and there's so many of them. I think it's like you said, we have seven regions, and if people are really active in their community or part of their community, which I think most people are in the county, you know where your food banks are, and you know that that's where you can go to, to, to check in and donate um but if 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 you want to do something bigger or there's some other maybe you just want to see what other is available to donate other projects other nonprofits. um you guys have got a list of that on your website i believe i didn't i didn't go over you've got a big website but you've got a list of the nonprofits. you got i went through it last night yeah (laughs) you got a big website that's one of my current projects we are redoing our entire website it is quite a project um But yes, so we have um, two things I wanted to say to that. First is we never want to take away money from nonprofits in Mendocino County. Our goal is only to support them. So anyone that has time, talent, or treasure that wants to give locally, if there is a nonprofit in your community, in your town, that you really want to help, please give money or, or your time or your talent directly to them. You know, if you want to help the food bank, if you want to help the local senior center, please give directly to them. They need your help. If you want to make a countywide impact, or if you want to pool your dollars with other donors to leverage it to make a bigger impact, or if you're not quite sure where you want to give, but you know you want to help, um, those are great ways to get involved with the Community Foundation because we are looking at countywide needs. So if you want to give to food, you don't know who needs it most, you send it to us. We're sending food money out for COVID relief every single month um, countywide and so we we know how we can best best use those dollars and best leverage them that's another thing we're able to do is that we get you know like anonymous donors or grants that we apply for and if we can say look we have you know if if you give us fifty thousand dollars we're going to raise fifty thousand dollars locally and our and our donors do our our locals come in and they match that and they help us achieve a larger goal that then we can put out throughout the county well where i find you guys are really good is like i i wanted to donate to the fire fund for all the people that lost homes in potter valley and there was individual families you could donate to but sometimes i'm you know, I don't know what's real, what's not real, because I'm over here in Boonville or Yorkville, and I don't know the players in Redwood Valley or Potter Valley. So it's nice that I can go to you guys, donate a chunk to the fire, you know, resilience or the fire disaster fund. Disaster fund. There you go. And I know it's going to go to a verified good spot. It's not going to be going somewhere I don't know. So that's that's one of the overarching things, too. Um Another topic that comes up at our nonprofit board a lot, and it's one of those it's it's one of those touchy situations when you talk about people about their wills, their estates, their trusts. Um, you know, nobody wants to talk about death and dying. I don't want to, surely. Um, you know, nobody wants to deal with their wills and all of that. But you know, as we get older and accumulate things, you know, 
the land I bought now is worth 10 times more when I bought it than I bought it 40 years ago. And, you know, I've got no kids. So what happens with that? So one of the things that comes up is what what do we do with our trust? What do, who do we put in our trust? Where do we leave things when when I'm gone? I want what I've what I've built up to go to help my community. And I think that's somewhere where you guys come in really well because you've dealt with large family money. You've set up accounts where people can donate into it. Their money goes in there. Um, Can you walk me and the audience through just a little bit of how we do estate planning? And maybe that's one of the things I need to call you guys to get maybe a little group discussion going on about estate planning and stuff. But let me reintroduce it. I'm Karen Audubonny. This is the TKO Show. On the air with me is Rose Bell from the Community Foundation of Mendocino County. And we're talking about giving, whatever you can give, however you can give to help build our communities, make them stronger, and support them in the coming times because um, as our to-be president said yesterday, uh, we're going into some dark times, folks. We're not through this. We're not through this. I will tell you, we're not through this. We will get through this, but we're not through it yet. And I think it's going to take us as communities keeping us safe and helping our friends and our neighbors. So, Rose, um, legacy giving, is that what we call it? What that's what it's called, yeah. Legacy, legacy giving, giving, I think that's the term. Yeah, so that, yeah, that's the legacy giving is kind of the foundation of what the foundation does. Those are kind of our, tend to be our larger funds, um, and they are um, stewarded in perpetuity so that people can make an impact um, beyond their lifetime. And I agree. I mean, it's something people are uncomfortable talking about. No, none of us want to talk about death and reflect on that, but it is really important to consider. what what happens with with what you have after you're gone and if you do want to support your community in that way the community foundation is an excellent way there's a couple different pathways one of them is um there are existing funds so if there's an existing fund that you believe in you know if if the environment is important to you and you want to do you know your legacy to go towards building trails or caring for the environment there are existing funds you could contribute to there you can also establish uh, your own fund which you can name, um, however you want to name it, um, with a legacy gift that would be established once that um, comes to fruition after your death. And then it is cared for by the Community Foundation and stewarded. And our goal is always to meet donor intent. And so Megan is the one that would work with anyone interested in discussing legacy giving. Um, and it's hard. This, this year is really challenging because, of course, Again, none of us want to talk about death, but we're also all looking at COVID and the pandemic and just the impact of all of that. Um, And so as uncomfortable as it may be, it is also a very good time to take stock of of what your plans are for when you're you're gone. And so I'm just going to do a very quick plug and say if that's something that you are interested in talking about, I would highly recommend that you give a call to Megan. You can reach her at our uh, main number, 707-468-9882, or that you email her, megan at communityfound.org, to discuss what some options are. Um, And those can be... um, done in many ways. They can be endowed so it pays out in perpetuity. They can be expendable so it's paid out over a limited time. It can target a certain geographic area. If you just want to support Anderson Valley, you can make a fund that's just for Anderson Valley. If you want to support all of the county 
with the arts we have a donor that recently came in and created a new fund for the arts for all of mendocino county which is incredible because then now we can do grant making throughout the county in that specific um area of interest so there's a lot of different ways um and i would definitely recommend anyone that's interested in just talking that through to give megan a call or shoot her an email and she is happy to jump on the phone with you jump on zoom with you um, you know, if if you need to meet face to face, because there's a lot of trust involved in giving and legacy planning um, with, you know, with precautions, uh, she is happy to meet face to face where needed uh, to, to build that trust to let you know the work that we do and how we can support your giving in the future. Have you guys ever done any um, uh, seminars or any get togethers with attorneys about legacy planning for people, just community members, like sponsored, like, oh, we're going to have a meeting come in and hear what you can and can't, what the options are? That might be something to think about. I've always thought that would be good. I I can't say one way or the other whether we've done that historically. Um, I don't know that that I have seen that done since I've been here. Um, But that is a really good idea that I will make note of. Well, I was thinking uh, I might try to pull one off in Anderson Valley uh, just to see, and not just, just for the nonprofit that I'm in, but for all, you know, list all the nonprofits or list all the things that are going on in our, our local community and see, because I got to tell you, all of my friends are getting up there in age, and I know you don't want to think about death and dying, but with all these people, I mean, 320,000 people have died of COVID so far. Luckily, I mean, we're up to 25 in Mendocino in County, States. and it's in the United States. It's in the United States, and count. Mendocino County's got 25 deaths so far, and it's. Um, I think it just brings it to the forefront where you need to plan and do that kind of thing. So yeah, and and I, slap me, Rose. I haven't done mine. I need to get mine together. Yeah, I know I'm really bad, um, and that's why that's why I'm thinking about it because I haven't really gotten my act together, and I do because I do have assets, and it's something I need to think because I don't want them just to go away. I want them to be used. I want what I have worked so hard to achieve to go further after I'm gone. There you go. How's that? Um, Well, and what, I mean, I always think about that when I I often will speak to our donors. I do the communications for the Community Foundation, so I have that opportunity that I get to speak with our donors and hear about why, what drove them to give. And I always really think it's kind of a beautiful story to think about what kind of impact you can make in a very direct way after you're gone. I mean, what do most of us leave behind once we're gone, you know, beyond our connections to our family and our friends or, you know, what we have built and created in this world? And so to know that something that's really important to you, like housing seniors, that you could continue to support that goal that was important to you in life after you're gone, I think is actually a really beautiful way to look at it and less about our own mortality and more about that impact that we can make. I, this is a quote, I've said this before, but I always think it's a really wonderful quote. Um, I, off the top of my head, I can't remember who said it all of a sudden, but it's that uh, we die two deaths. The first is when our bodies and the second is the last time our name is spoken. And I think about that with uh, legacy giving and that that keeps you alive in a way that directly helps people that need help and it's coming from you even though you're not the one that can show up at their door with those with those gifts that they need in that moment yeah that's a good sentiment so another another thing i've been thinking about and i'm just gonna put it out here and you actually um I think you did you write the article the three t's yeah rose wrote a really good article called the three t's about giving which is pretty much what we've just we've been talking about but one of the things you mentioned in the article and you must have been reading my mind or be in the same groove um is um 
a life insurance policy, because this is one thing I don't, you know, I don't have hundreds of thousands of dollars to leave the organizations I want to, but I could pay 60, 70 bucks a month for a life insurance policy. I probably should have done it when I was 50 instead of 68, but it is something that's doable on a monthly basis. And so I've actually thought about, well, I could get an insurance policy and I could leave it to the nonprofit of my choice. Um, pay it monthly, which is not a big much out, you know, not a lot out of my pocket. But when I die, this nonprofit would get say fifty, seventy-five, maybe even a hundred thousand uh, dollars. What do you think about that? I noticed you mentioned that in uh, your, um, you in your article. You name, you know, the community foundation or a nonprofit that's important to you as your beneficiary in your life um, insurance policy. They can be a sole beneficiary, or you can, you know, do a percentage, just as you would if you want to leave something to to people in your life as well. Um, and it is a great way to make that contribution. And, you know, again, if that's a pathway that you would like to explore, I would recommend talking with Megan so that the intent of that contribution is already in place um, rather than it coming as a surprise. You know, um, everyone loves a surprise, but we also <laughs> want to make sure that it, it meets the intent of what the do- why the donors chose to give to that organization. And so if that's something you're interested in, I would talk to the nonprofit that you would like to name as beneficiary and let them know and make some kind of formal agreement on how those funds will be utilized after you're gone. Yeah, that's a good idea. Of course, you know, I'd love to open up a check for $75,000 for the elder home. That'd be great. But yeah, and it would go. That's a good. So anyway, that's just another idea of putting it out. If, if you're in a position where you can do a monthly fee, and I don't know, I'd have, I don't know how my life insurance goes, but I see a lot of ads and stuff. So that's one way of it. So there's so many different ways that people can get involved in the communities. Uh, Rose and I were talking about it on the air be- before we got on the air about hopefully when the vaccines start getting mass produced and into our community, seniors 60 or 75 and older are on the first of the list and then probably my age group will be coming the next flush of um, vaccines. So maybe at that time we'll be able to do more of an interaction with um, the the nonprofits and the food banks and stuff. I, I feel I feel a loss of not being able to go to the senior lunches on Tuesdays and Thursdays in Anderson Valley. It's the connectiveness, you know, that's really hard in the community. I think we'll all be happy when we can get back together and help. So, um, any other high points of this uh, giving that we've, um, that any other... You know, what I was just thinking about, actually, when we were talking about legacy giving, it's another uh, really important piece, which is operational support. So many nonprofits need operational support and um, so many contributions like to give directly to the thing. You know, we want to buy the food. This isn't to pay for the executive director or the person who's running your program. This is to buy food or this is, you know, for a specific you know, whatever it is, whatever the nonprofit is doing, so many people like to give because they, where they see the impact. It's going to buy a fire truck. Any nonprofit needs operational support and Almost every nonprofit across the board of Mendocino County is struggling or will be struggling financially if they aren't already um, as a result of the pandemic and having to shut down their fundraisers. Very few were able to continue with their fundraising. Fundraising is often where they get operational support. Um, And if they, you know, some are doing okay now because people have been generous during COVID. Some will start seeing a lot more impact in the next year, I think. When you know that the, there's a 
there can be kind of donor fatigue, just as every other kind of fatigue. Um, you know, uh, when this pandemic first started, people felt very generous. And as it stretched on and on and on and on, you know, everyone is feeling that fatigue of being in it. Um, but these nonprofits that are doing really critical safety net work um, for our communities need operational support. It's something that we, you know, the Community Foundation is a nonprofit as well, and something that we always have to kind of remind some of our donors that we are here to make sure that their intent and their impact is made, but we also require some operational support to be able to make that work happen. And that's true at every food bank and every senior center, you know, they need that support. So when you're giving, I would just like to encourage donors of any size um, to consider including operational support in how they give um, so that they are supporting the work that's being done in addition to the actual contributions that are going out into the community. Yeah, that's a very good point. Um, I, I call it general fund donations mm-hmm. instead of operational. Um, yes, because we do, again, I'll reference what I do, uh, the senior housing in Anderson Valley, the end of the year letter we, we set, we do a target for the next building so it goes into the building fund um, what I've been able to do as treasurer for years is convince my board we have to keep a pocket of money aside for operational funds and emergency funds if we have a septic line that goes down that's not just something you go and fix you know what I mean there's those overhead costs that you need and uh, yeah people need to be aware that your nonprofits do have operational costs overhead and that needs to be a money and lots of times they don't have the capability to put a reserve away so yeah yeah, and you don't want to see them go down yeah doing the work even with you know a a cadre of volunteers requires funding whether that's overhead to take care of their buildings their vehicles their staffing whatever work it is you know it's necessary and so i do just always want to put that reminder out there to people that, um, you know, if you give in a too restrictive way, while it's always uh, helpful, it it could be more helpful if you included operating um, in that or gave directly to operating, you know, so that they can just do the work that they need to do. Yeah, you got to keep the lights on, the water running, and the phone going. And those nowadays are not that cheap. So, yeah, that's a very good point to keep it going. So just off, just something popped in mind. Do you happen to know how many nonprofits there are in Mendocino County? You know, I know there's I a lot. That earlier. Um, I don't think this number is precise, but I did come across um, at one point a number in the 600 range, um, in around 600 nonprofits throughout Mendocino County. I don't know if that's a little high or a little low. I feel like it's slightly high because there might be some duplicates or some that are just such small operations that they're not really out there in the community. but they're, they're, it's significant. We as a community, and I think that this is true much in America, but, you know, I can speak to Mendocino County. We rely on our nonprofits to provide a safety net for the people that are vulnerable that need assistance. You know, if you think about our homeless populations, we're relying on nonprofits. If we think about the people that are um, food insecure, we're relying on our nonprofits. If it, you know, there's so many um different kinds of nonprofits because there is such great need and they're the ones that are providing those safety nets for our community so i think it's important to support them in that work um yeah and the need is i mean i listed all all the food banks there's a food bank in almost every little town we've got and if it's not the food bank if it's not an official food bank like the ukiah food bank or the 
support Bragfield Bank. It's down in Gualala where you've got the church that steps up and do it, is doing it. So, uh, and the need for food-based, the need for food and getting it into people and the kids, and especially with the especially with the students not going to the schools to be for education, but that's where they get a lot of their meals. And I know people talk about this, but it's true. Um, the Ukiah High School is giving meals. The kids are coming in and getting meals for the week, I saw, or for the... Yeah, I think they they're do it every sending two home, weeks. Yeah, every two weeks, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, with such an incredible country and such an incredible county, it's it's hard for me to, to believe and see it, but I see it and I do believe it. It's just hard to realize that that's really what we're doing. And we, we do rely on each other to do a lot of these things and to help our neighbors. And that's why I live in Mendocino County, folks. We do it and we do it well and we do it a lot. And we're going to need to keep it going because we are in for some really tough times. So, you know what? I know you have to book out of here and uh, you've got another meeting yeah, coming I'm okay up. for now, but... But, you know. Yeah, what I, but I just wanted to—I wanted to give the listeners a chance to just ask any questions that you might be able to answer that I can't. And then we're going. So I'm going to open up the lines. Uh, I'm Karen Adabani. On the air with me is Rose Bell. She's with the Mendocino County, Mendo- the Community Foundation of Mendocino County. Boy, it's a big name, but uh, <laughs> it's, it's a great—it's a great organization, folks. They—it was a grassroots organization too. I don't know who got the idea. I don't know if it was Susan Norgard. She was the original one. Tom Armanini. Tom Armanino, yes. Uh, Tom Monasanti. Yep. I'm sorry, go. Bob Armanino and Tom, Tom Monasanti. There you go. Yeah. Were two. There was more. There's, you know, there's more founders, but the two of them started some conversations that um, included a lot of other people, like Tom yeah. Perducci, and you know, and it and it grew and grew and grew. Susan Norgard, Susan yeah. Norgard was the first ED. But it's amazing how these organizations happen. And I bet you if you look at most of the nonprofits in Mendocino County, they just started around the kitchen table and a cup of coffee. So, um, folks, you can get in involved involved in this conversation if you have questions or comments about how you give, how other ways. I mean, I know there's a lot of other ways of giving that Rose and I have missed. Maybe you can help us, enlighten us, spread the word, 8952 448 is the online number to get on on the air with us. We're talking about giving, supporting our community. It's not always money. In fact, a lot of times if you have a truck and you can help take the dump or travel, you know, help somebody move, that's just as important as being able to throw money at an organization. I got to tell you how many times that that has been so important. Just the little things. You're a plumber, you're a carpenter, you know, you know how to get somebody on google you can do some training for a senior um and if you know the the big thing is that a lot of these nonprofits, the board of directors on them are aging out okay and you're constantly trying to find younger more more people to come in and be on these boards because these services and these boards and these the work that these nonprofits do they do need a board of directors to help guide it to keep it going it can't happen it, it can't happen without them. So um, that's if that's a big commitment, but it is something that people need to think about in getting the younger generations into doing philanthropic work, which is nonprofit work, and making things happen. 895-2448, we're talking about how you can give in your community, and maybe there's an organization that we don't know about that you'd like to enlighten us about. 895-2448, the 
phones are kind of quiet on this chilly, chilly December morning. Um, just another shout out in the middle of all this. Tomorrow, the 24th of December, Dr. Fauci. So everybody's heard his name a few times, I bet, this year. Dr. Fauci is going to be 80 years old tomorrow. A big shout out to Dr. Okay. Fauci. Amazing. Amazing man. Amazing man. He's been through a lot. He's done a lot and he's still going strong. I watched him uh, get a vac- vaccine the other day and so it's like, yes, keep going strong. He's going to be a big 80, so say a good prayer for him. So anything else you'd like to get out on the air before you have to go and then I'll just deal with the listeners or talk a bit on the air to <laughs> keep everybody going. I'm hoping everybody's going into a Christmas season. I know we're going to be Zooming on Christmas. Are you zooming on? Yeah, Christmas? you know something I, I wanted to to add to that is that there are I think there there are people out in this world that would like to volunteer, but may actually not know where they'd want to volunteer. May not know who could best use their services. Like your example, I don't know that anyone outside of your immediate circle with the uh, senior housing would know you need help with your website, right? Cause right. Where Where else is that publicized? So one resource to connect people with organizations is the volunteer network that's managed through NCO. Oh, yeah. uh, North Coast Opportunities. And so people can sign up with the volunteer network through North Coast Opportunities. They are ncoinc.org. And and you can be kind of matchmaked with a nonprofit that needs your help. And they, um, Rebecca Inberg, who manages the volunteer network, will get a request from a nonprofit. It could be anything like we need 20 people to come deliver a bunch of food or we need a plumber or we need someone that can help with our computer system. And she will put the call out to the network and anyone that has that skill set could respond if they're available to assist. So if you are a um, individual who has a skill set or some time or you know would like to help in some way and you don't know who or how you can best help one great way is to sign up with a volunteer network and for nonprofits that need that volunteer capacity um, increased a little bit especially when it's surge or specialist I think that reaching out to the volunteer network to let Rebecca know what your needs are is a great way to, to help make that happen so is, is that at nco.org you know? N-C-O-I-N-C. So it's N-C-O-Inc. Uh, Inc. I got it. Uh, N-C-O-Inc. I got it. Yeah. Dot org. Okay, uh, that's a good one. Yeah, so that's a great way. Again, like, you know, I think a lot of people want to want to give back. They just don't always know who to call or there's so many organizations that need help. I think we can get a little stymied in our own decision making to just reach out to one of them. So if you don't already have an organization that you are connected to, that you care about, that you specifically want to support, you could reach out through the volunteer network if you want to volunteer. Um, And if you want to make a donation that has broader impact than one specific organization, you can give through the Community uh, Foundation, and we are communityfound.org. You can give to any of our funds. You can search them by category. You can also give to our uh, COVID-19 Relief Fund, which is doing um, work to support individuals impacted by the pandemic. Okay, yeah, NCO does a good job. They've got a lot of different projects going on. I had gone to their website also to look about their, uh, to see what services they're doing. They've got this new one for delivery services, too. So if you don't want to be in contact with people, but you want to be able to deliver food, I believe is the big one they're pushing for. I think for. it's the food boxes for Mendo. Yeah, 
Yeah, for the yeah. food hub, they've got food boxes going out. So that's another thing where if you've got a vehicle and you can drive, you don't have to have interaction with the people, but you're you're doing a great services by delivering food and driving around. Yeah. Yeah, there's just so many ways that people can help. And you, you sometimes you just don't think about it, you know. Who would think that, gee, I'm sitting at home, I know how to do Google. Gee, I could help some old lady how to figure that out. <laughs> So anyway, yeah, that that's a good thing to do. So I don't know. Yeah, the NCO has a lot of, you know, they're a community action um, network that, community action agency that has a whole breadth of programs from community gardens to the Mendo Lake Food Hub to disaster relief and recovery. They have a lot of different things. So, you know, if you are looking to volunteer, uh, they also make pretty pretty significant impact in a lot of different areas. We've partnered with them on our disaster recovery work for the last few years. Yeah, I saw that. And they're also good and true in any of these either one of these organizations, the Community Foundation or NCO, if you call them and you have a question about volunteering or a question about a need, I think also you can call and get uh, they have they've got a lot of information. Both of these organizations have a lot of information for networking and that's what it takes because as I always say, we are geographically challenged in this county and uh, these two organizations really level that out and get all these different organizations and people connected. So you're about going to have to get out of here I think soon. Yeah, I'm going to hop off. I have a meeting, but it was such a pleasure to talk with you, Karen. It was nice to see your face. Yeah, I know. We're Zooming. I'm calling you from Ukiah. She's calling me from Ukiah. Yeah, um, I haven't seen you in a long time, and and, you you were gone for a while, then came back. And she's a kid that returned back and is doing good work. This is what I like. Go away, experience the world, then come back and get back involved in the community. Rose Bell, thank you so much for coming on this morning. Good things to talk about. Uh, Have a great holiday, and I really do hope to see you in the new year. It would be great to see you, just not across Zoom. So anyway. Yeah, likewise. Thank you so much, Karen. I really appreciate you sharing this message out there, and it was nice to, to be able to just chat with you, and I hope to see you in the new year and that you have a very peaceful and a very healthy holiday season. You too, and hugs to everybody in the house. Likewise. I know those guys. All right. Thanks a lot, Rose. Thanks. I might get you off here. All right. Okay. That was Rose Bell from the Community Foundation. I don't know. The phones are dead. Not a good subject today. 895-2448. It's open lines. We're going to go with what's going on in your life. Um, I know there's a lot of organizations in your community that people volunteer for. Um, Maybe if you want to share those with the listeners so we have an idea of what's going on out there in the different communities. Like I said, there's there's the food bank in Fort Bragg. They're doing a lot of home delivery. It's amazing to see these food banks and what they've done to shift in the pandemic from having the meals on site to getting meals to people in their homes to getting food to people in their homes. Um, We're all kind of adjusting to what's going on in the pandemic. Um, The good news is there are vaccines on the way. The bad news is that it's not going to get to everybody before next spring. Uh, this is still spreading. Um, we haven't gotten control of it. The numbers are up in Mendocino County, so everybody please still be safe. Um, I know I'm getting weary of being of being safe. I, I will admit I forget to uh, wipe my hands when I come out of the stores sometimes. Not that I'm going into that many stores, but um, I just want everybody to remember to be safe and be at home and try to take care of each other through this difficult time. Um, uh, 
And it is a difficult time. 895-2448 if you'd like to get in and talk about what's going on in your community. Um, Lots of needs out there. Lots of things you can do to help people. Uh, Very creative ways of getting out and being in the community without having to have, you know, a lot of socializing. Um, But we can socialize as long as you do it with a, you know, six-foot distance and some masks. There are ways to cope, get creative. A lot of creative things we've been doing. Uh, One of the things I just read about is in Anderson Valley, one of the families took and did a great drive of Christmas lights through their property. So you can, uh, they've invited to the neighbors to come and do one car at a time to drive through to see the Christmas lights, um, which is a very safe thing to do. You're in your car and you're out and about. I know a lot of people have put Christmas lights out in their yards this year to make it a more festive giving uh, time and light up the light up the hills with Christmas lights and get it out. So anyway, all right, listeners, 895-2448. The lines are dead. I don't know what's going on out there. Um, I went out last night and I saw the planets together. Actually got to see three moons around Jupiter and kind of saw the the ring around Saturn. That was kind of fun doing that kind of stuff. So just trying to stay busy on the ranch and be safe and keep um, just putting out good vibes to everybody to, to be safe at home with your families and take care during these holidays. All right, we'll get a listener on. Good morning. Good morning, caller. You're on the air. What's happening with you? Hi. Uh, this is a great program. And surely he will get some response, but it's getting busy. Um, uh, oh, I need to turn off my... Yeah, i got to get those radios when you get on. But, yeah, it's just, you know, it's one of those things where you just want to kind of be a quiet time at Christmas and talk about giving. It's Christmas is a time for giving. Yeah, well, sometimes it's, it's a rever-upper, too. But anyway, what's on my mind... Yeah. Um, th- thank you for the, the suggestion, your, your personal thoughts, too, about... Uh, about opening uh, a life insurance policy. I have a friend with no children, and I, I know he's been wondering, you know, what the best way to disperse his money when when he uh, when that happens. Um, but then, uh, my other thought is is that that I would would urge support of Planned Parenthood. I think there's there's not enough knowledge out there that. That abortion is not something that it pushes. It wants to make information about it fully known, you know, fully available. But it also it also offers counseling for you know for other for birth control, um, you know, everything to do with reproduction, and is just an easy uh, source of, of reproductive health care for everybody, and. I have used its services. Uh, my kids have used the services, and an abortion is is something that is sometimes badly needed. It's it's a it's a difficult kind of end of the line option, but it needs to be thought about early. You know, there needs to be awareness of well, what, am I pregnant? And and a, a person and a woman needs to think hard and quickly about what to do about it. And um, let's see, here in, in Mendocino County, 
The phone number is 1-800-430-4907. And yes, they do receive, they potentially receive government help, but because because federal government during the, the Trump administration has has denied help because because they Planned Parenthood insists on having having the counseling and referral for abortion available. Um, Planned Parenthood is not accepting federal help at this time. So hopefully that will change next year. But Anyway, that's that's my pitch. Well, and you know what? So. That's a very good point because I think that uh, Planned Parenthood has gotten uh, singled out and a bad rap for one aspect, yeah. just one part of their counseling. It's a very small part. It's not the biggest part of their counseling. It's like you said, it's planning for parenthood, all the options, all the things that can be done, all the ways you deal with it. So, I yeah, yeah. That, that's a good one to think about, and it has gotten trashed it's gotten a bad rep let's just put it that way i have right. they, they made that stupid mistake uh during their and it was it was the uh and i've, I've heard this is distorted but i think probably there's some truth to the fact that that um the ceo or whatever she she is was um during a fundraiser she she talked about about what selling fetal tissue Oh, but for stem, what? yeah, stem cell research. But, but yeah. It, yeah, but but it was just just to recover the cost of, of shipping it. Yeah, that was not. Yeah, there was no 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 money making thing there. Well, no, I remember no. I remember <laughs> years ago in the eighties, I believe it was that there were huge protests outside the Planned Parenthood uh, clinic in Ukiah in the valley, Ukiah Valley over there. I believe so it. Yeah, we, we've come we've come away from that, but yes, it has gotten a bad rap. For thanks for for thanks for mentioning that. Uh, that's a good one you to think it. about. There's these. Okay. Yeah, spread the money around, you, you, folks. <laughs> you take care. You too. Have a great holiday. So. You too. Yeah. Bye. Eight nine five two four four eight. If you'd like to get in a last minute comment um, before the holidays, uh, we're going into the Christmas season in Mendocino County with maybe a little bit of rain, no snow, but a real drought still. Um, I have to say, I'm from Oregon, Portland, Oregon, and I love our drought. Christmases. That's what attracted me to Mendocino County. I know I'm not supposed to say that because of the water sources, but uh, yeah, and the rest of the country is getting storms and stuff. I hope you are staying close and having family and friends close and uh, doing what we can. There is an end in sight, folks. There is an end in sight. We will get through this, I promise. Um, Hopefully, on the other side of it, I know I will appreciate all those little things, you know, giving a hug to the kids I've known forever in town, getting together to make Christmas cookies. I'm the Christmas cookie aunt to all the gang of kids, and we can't do that. So, uh, yeah, all these little things that we've always been so, you know, just familiar with, so easy to do. Handshake, give a hug, give a kiss, get together. Um, we miss it, but it'll come back. We will make it through this. Um, we will definitely make it through this. Um, and if you are thinking about giving, you can go to one of these places. Uh, NCO is a good place for resources to see what's available. Um, I think the Community Foundation of Mendocino County is doing a great job. They are such a great resource. If you're thinking about giving, setting up funds, um, and just to see... W- 
what organizations are out there helping in your community. And do think about volunteering. Just putting some time in. Do what you can. And like I said, even the smallest amount, we're small organizations, and even the smallest amount means a lot means a lot it means a lot to me like i said i thank every one of my donors and it's very important so i will be back with you next wednesday we'll be doing a end of the year wrap up oh boy won't that be fun and i wish you all a happy holiday stay safe stay sane and enjoy it all